Happy Halloween. I still can't believe it's October 31st, but here we are. I hope you have lots of fun festivities planned for the day. It's another day of lasts for this mama, and I'm a little sad. I have my last elementary school Halloween parade, my last classroom Halloween party, but I'm happy to say I got the kids to agree to go trick-or-treating together and with me, so I at least get that. We're going to go meet up with my two-year-old nephew, and we're going to take him around for a bit, and then I'm going to take them to this special street in our town that goes all out. We've never actually gone before because well, here it's pure mayhem, but I wanted just one more year going around with them, so I bribed them with the mayhem. So that's our plan. Pray for me. <laughs> I hope it's worth it. The things we do for our kids. I'll post some pics over in our Facebook group so you can head on over there to check it out and see how I made it through. So I've been working with a lot of mamas, and the first thing I make my clients do to prepare for a session with me is a time audit. And part of that time audit is a cell phone audit. And I was going to say that you'd be surprised at how much time we waste on our phones, but I think we all know it's probably one of our biggest time sucks. So it's really the number one place you can find more time in your day. And in today's episode, I'm going to share my tips on how to set boundaries with your cell phone and get more time back in your day. If you feel that there are just not enough hours in the day to do all the things and that you're struggling to keep up with all the mom things, the kids' schedules, detaching from work, and can't remember the last time you and your hubby got a night out just for yourselves, please book a discovery call at me today. I've helped so many moms just like you that control their schedules, set healthy boundaries with work, with people, with their cell phones, and I know I could do the same for you. To book a free call, you can check out the link in my show notes or check out my website at momwifecareerlife.com. Are you feeling overwhelmed trying to juggle all the many hats you wear as a working mom? Do you want more quality time with your family without distraction of work and time alone to take care of yourself and your needs? Welcome to Mom Wife Career Life. I'm Carrie, a wife, mom of three, and a recovering perfectionist. In this podcast, I will teach you how to create balance in your life by implementing healthy habits, organizing your home and your schedule, being intentional with your time and in your relationships, and most importantly, how to start putting your needs first because no one can pour from an empty cup. Grab that second cup of coffee, or if you're anything like me, your third, it's time to dive into today's episode of Mom Wife Career Life. How many times have you picked up your phone to look something up, to send an email, check something on your calendar, some specific task, and before you know it, 10 to 15 minutes go by and you find yourself scrolling on social media and you don't remember why you actually picked up your phone in the first place? I know I am totally guilty of that. Here are some crazy cell phone facts. They are based on the average American, but I'm sure they are similar stats globally. The average American checks their phone 144 times a day. That's picking up your cell phone 144 times a day. 89% of people check their phones within the first 10 minutes of waking up, and I am totally guilty of that one. On average, we spend four hours a day on our phones. So if you're getting at least seven hours of sleep a night like you should be, it means you're spending over a quarter of your day on your phone. That's 28 hours a week. 28 hours. That's over 1,400 hours a year. If you divide that by 24 hours a day, that's 60 full days a year that on average you're spending on your phone. 
If that doesn't make you think, then I don't know what will. So the next time you say you don't have time or you wish there were more hours in a day, take a good look at your cell phone analytics and then start implementing some of the tips I'm going to share right now. So grab that notebook and pen and let's get started. Number one, self-awareness. The first step in overcoming any addiction, and let's face it, we all have some sort of addiction to our cell phones, is recognizing and being aware that you have a problem. I knew I was on my phone a lot, but I didn't really register how much time I was spending on my phone until I actually started tracking the analytics on my phone. Even just the amount of pickups. I'm sure all cell phones have the option to track your usage, but I know Apple definitely does, and I use it daily. Not just for myself, but I use it for my kids too. If you go under settings and then screen time, you can see all the data and how long you're on your phone every day, how many times you picked up your phone, what apps you're on, how long you're on each app. It's all there and it can be very enlightening. Number two, put time constraints or limits on any apps that are sucking your time. So under screen time, you can not only see what apps you're using or your kids are using, you could see how long you're on each app. You could also change the settings to restrict certain apps and sites or set time limits on certain apps. You can further set your phone to block those apps or sites once you or your kids reach a limit, or it could just send you a notification that you've reached that limit and you could easily override it and click a button on that notification, but it helps let you know that you've been on that app for a long time. You can have different settings for each kid and yourself. You can also set downtime schedules for your phone to block certain acts, certain activities, starting at a certain time and ending at a certain time. And this is great for your kids, especially your teenagers, and especially if you let your kids have their phones in their rooms. On top of the app limits, I have my kids' phones start downtime at 8 p.m. and it ends at 6 a.m. So their phones are pretty much on lockdown at night, except to be able to text family and friends after 8 p.m. So I highly suggest that you use minimum the time constraints and limits on your phones. Number three, turn off notifications. Only have notifications on for time-sensitive, important things like phone calls and text messages, and even then, only for important text messages. Notifications are a huge motivation killer and can be very distracting. You do not need notifications unless it's your kids or family trying to get in touch with you for an emergency, or maybe if you're waiting on an important email message. But even then, you can set specific time blocks in your day to check your email. And turn off your notification for group texts. I turn off all notifications on group texts because I get sucked into them so easily, especially if it's a good topic. I have some very funny group chats going on with friends and I could literally spend all day going back and forth. But I know for all the things I want to get done in the day and as productive as I want to be, if I'm going into those group chats, I'm going to get sucked in and nothing's going to happen. So I turn the notifications off. I try to check in once a day if that my friends are very used to my delayed response. And if Russ is on the group text, I usually get the cliff notes from him. Number four, time blocking. Huge on time blocking. Set a specific time of your day that you check emails or other notifications on your phone. If you have a specific time set to check your notifications and respond to people, you are more likely to be intentional with your phone during the day because you know you set aside time to be on your phone. But you also need to set boundaries with this time, and this is a big one. Set a timer if you have to and stick to your plan. Check the most important things off first, like your email. Then you can go to your social media, check your DMs, your Facebook groups. And if you have time left, that's when you can scroll around and just check your newsfeed. 
but try to limit yourself to that time block you've set up for yourself. Number five, use the do not disturb mode. I just started doing this. When you are in time block where you really need to focus and don't want any interruptions, put your phone on do not disturb mode. iPhones also have different modes you can choose from. They have a do not disturb, a personal, a sleep, a work, and you could choose different settings for each mode. Each setting allows you to choose whether you want to block everything or let certain notifications get through, like phone calls from certain people, texts or emails, or whatever app you choose. I make sure that I leave it that my kids, my mom, my brother, my sister, important family members can get through to me and some work people. I suggest that you just start with the do not disturb feature and see how that one works. The better you get with focusing, the more you can start using the other modes. Just don't forget to turn them off. You could set them up for certain time periods. You could set an alarm on your phone to remind you to turn it back on, but you don't want to leave your phone on do not disturb or you might miss out on some important stuff. Number six. Put all of your social media on the third or fourth tab on your phone. So when you open your phone, you're not immediately drawn to those little notification bubbles. You have to consciously take extra step to scroll to the right. And that friction that you're putting in between you and that bad habit gives your brain a few seconds to think if it's something you really want to do. Or it helps keep you focused on the reason you actually took your phone in the first place because you're not getting distracted from that little bubble letting you know that something is going on that you might be missing out on. It keeps that FOMO at bay. Number seven, delete social media altogether. This is if you really want to get serious about your time management. It's not something I do, but it's something I'm seriously starting to consider doing. Two of the coaches that I have used in the past and I still follow them actually delete the social media apps and reinstall them when they want to go on them. I know this one can get some of your hearts racing. The thought of deleting your social media app is very scary, but think about it. If it's not on your phone, then you're not tempted to check it when you open up your phone. Like I said, the more friction you're putting between you and a bad habit, the easier it is to break it. So with this tip, you actually have to go back into the app store, search for the app, click the app, reinstall the app, wait for it to download, and then scroll to get the app. That's a lot of steps and a lot of friction. If you really want to set those healthy boundaries, this is a great way to do it. Number eight, have a cell phone basket where everyone puts their phone during dinner or family time or just put them in a pile. We have a no cell phone rules at our table. I sometimes have it if I'm working on something, but I've been getting really better at putting it down. Only by example, my kids will be the first one to call me out on being on my phone during dinner. So I really try not to be on my phone, especially if we're out to eat. Our phones get piled at the end of the table, and I make sure to put mine on the bottom so there's less of a chance of me grabbing mine because I would be the first one to grab it. I know I have a problem, so the more friction I put between me and my cell phone, the better. Number nine, put your phone in another room. When you are trying to focus or in that time block that doesn't require your cell phone, put your phone in another room. Or you could even put it in that cell phone basket. If you keep your phone out of arm's reach, then you are adding that friction again. If it's next to you, you will pick it up. Without even thinking about it, that phone will be in your hand. Number 10, delete your work apps on the weekend and especially when you're taking a day off. I have pretty good boundaries when it comes to work, so I only delete the apps when I'm taking more than one day off. And this is only if your job doesn't require you to be on call 24-7, which my previous job did. 
I was a property manager in Manhattan, and I was the one that had to make decisions in an emergency or report to our client or tenants timely if something did happen. I didn't have the luxury of not answering those calls and not being available. But my work around then was, if you need me, call me. Don't just send an email. So you could still try to have those boundaries with your work. Ask that if they need you, they call you so that you don't feel like you have to check your emails all the times after hours and then get sucked into things that really can wait until the next day or Monday if it's the weekend. I didn't like not being able to fully detach from work. So I made a career pivot and decided to take a role where I didn't have to be available all the time. And when I'm off work, I am truly off of work. And those apps get deleted and those notifications get shut off. Everyone has my cell phone number for the most part. And I don't really deal with work too much outside of working hours. But if it's a true emergency, I am reachable. But most things can wait. And it's a mutual respect I have with my team. I really can't remember the last time I had to bother someone when they were off. So delete those apps. Number 11. Get yourself an accountability partner or coach. When trying to get any good habit in place or get rid of any bad habit, having someone to help keep you accountable gives you a better chance of sticking to your goal. This can be your spouse, a close friend, or a coach like me. I recommend checking in at least once a week. You can even track your improvement week over week. And don't forget, as always, to give yourself grace. No one is perfect, and with any good habit, you will slip up because you're human. Just don't let that slip up knock you completely off track. So those are my tips to help you put down those cell phones and get more time back in your day. To recap, number one, self-awareness. The first step to correcting any bad habit is to recognize and admit that you have a problem. Number two, put limits on your apps. Set those boundaries and put time limits on those time suckers. Number three, turn off notifications. Kill the distractions. Turn off notifications for anything that's not important or time sensitive. Number four, time block. Block a specific period of time to check in those notifications and stick to it. Number five, use do not disturb mode. Get serious with your time blocks and allow yourself to focus. Number six, move social media to the third or fourth screen on your phone. Adding friction gives you time to think and less of a chance of you losing focus. Number seven, delete social media. The more friction, the better. You could always reinstall them later. Number eight, use a cell phone basket for dinner and family time. Have a no phone rule at dinner and be present in the moment. Number nine, put your phone in another room. Get your phone out of arm's reach, out of sight, out of mind. Number 10, delete your work apps. If you find yourself checking work emails and apps over the weekend or when you're on vacation, delete the apps. Just reinstall them when you're back on the clock. Number 11, get an accountability partner. Having someone to answer to helps you stick to your goals. Well, I hope you found today's episode helpful. I'd love to hear which tip you're going to try this week. Head on over to our free Facebook community and tell me all about it. Sending you so much love and light. Until next time on Mom Wife Career Life with Carrie Path. Before you go, if you found this podcast helpful, I would be so grateful if you would take a minute, go on over to iTunes and leave me a review. If you have other stressed out mamas in your life that you feel this podcast could help, take a screenshot of this episode, post it in your Instagram stories and tag me and let them know they are not alone and they can create balance in their life too. If 
there is a topic you'd like me to cover or you just want to connect, DM me on Instagram at mom.wife.career.life or join our new Facebook community. Sending you love and light until next time on the Mom Wife Career Life Podcast with Carrie Pat.